0: Welcome back to me, myself, and Irene. How is everybody? Wishing you positive vibes and love and light as always. Are you loving this crisp fall? I mean, what are we two days into the fall and it's already felt like we had a month worth of fall weather? I mean, really, did the summer even end? It's like the beach towel was just ripped from under our flip-flops. Went from 93 to 60, no problem. Went from sweaty thighs to the winner of who gives off the best body heat around here. You know, when you're chunky, you're always hot. So, if I'm cold, and it's only the end of September, there's a problem. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I love the fall. I really, truly do. Truly, truly do. But, you know, a little spit before you get fucked. It's just a courtesy, you know? But it's okay, Mother Nature. It's okay. No need to adjust. No need to acclimate to the changing of the seasons so our bodies can create more red blood cells and increase the flow of oxygen. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure there's an app that'll do that for us now. Right on your phone there's an app for that. So, uh, anyway, I had a great birthday. I really did. I want to say thank you so much to everyone who reached out and uh, everyone who made my final descent onto Middle Age Planet a success. Irene has reached Middle Age. She will now live on this planet. I don't think I really live on any planet. I, I think there's it's an unidentifiable flying object. That's me. I just... <laughs> anyway, so... But yeah, right before uh, my boyfriend and I went on vacation for a couple of days f- to get away from my B-Day, um, we actually had dinner at my mom's before we left uh, with her and my stepfather, Bob. Uh, Bob is uh, a, a chef. He's been around um, my entire life, basically, probably since I'm about five years old, and uh, I probably blame about 10% of my obesity on him uh, just for introducing me to TCBY at a very impressionable age. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, anything new or limited edition, like Bob would buy, and I would totally jump on board with this. And uh, so we like it came to the point where my mom wouldn't allow us to go food shopping together. I mean, seriously. <laughs> my mom would be like, what did you buy? You know, she'd come come home and open, like, the fridge and not see any food. And then open the, you know, the cupboard. What is it called? The cupboard? The open the cabinet. And uh, she would see uh, all these, like, treats and all this. And she's like, where's the dinner stuff? Where's the fruit? Where's all the stuff that was on my list? You know? And I'm like, well... We might have forgotten that kind of stuff. We might have left a few things off the list. But did you see these chocolate-covered, dipped, sprinkled, flattened balls of flour, sugar, and fat that will remind you that the best stuff in life is not in a Snapple, but in a cookie? She didn't find that funny. Go to your room and do a book report on the food pyramid. Uh, and I did. I did. But then you couldn't just Google things, right? You couldn't just go on the internet. I had an encyclopedia um, collection. So I think I opened that up and, and looked in there for that. And of course, she was right. The fats, sweets, oils, you know, they're at the top. They're in the little snow triangle at the very top of that thing, Remember? And you said use those sparingly. <laughs> yeah, right. Use those allottingly. But yeah, but yet I always thought it was ironic because that was at the top. But then at the very bottom, um, which was the largest portion, was bread, cereal, rice, and pasta, right? All those carbs that turned to sugar. So those were six to 11 servings. And then milk, yogurt, cheese was two to three servings. Veggie, three to five. Fruits, two to four. Meats, poultries, nuts, fish, two to three servings. So, you know, I think that that was something that was uh, made for that time. I think it the, I think it was created in 1974 by the Swedish. Yeah? By the Swedish, yeah. And uh, it has since been replaced and updated, though, because life changes. We find out things that are no good for us. And, you know, scientists, everybody, doctors, they're all vegetarians. Yeah. Uh, veterinarians uh, nutritionists I think that was the word I was looking for and I said vegetarian instead you know and these nutritionists nutritionists are updating their findings because like we've talked about in previous episodes things change things evolve so it's cool to see that in my recent research um, because actually uh, she did put me in uh, a position to do another book report, my mother. yeah so I had to update it and uh, that's when I came across this my plate and it, it, that replaced the uh, the food pyramid and I think 2011 or something like that it said and so now it's just like a, div- a division of grains, fruit, veggies and protein on a plate. And then on the side, there's a little circle of dairy, you know. Or if you're vegan, it's called My Green Plate, where there's grains, fruits, veggies, tofu dressed as protein, and dairy from almonds, oats, and soy. You know. Oh, man. So anyway, um... Get your daily dose of greens, fruits, veggies, protein, and dairy in whatever form you feel possible and right for your body. Alrighty, room. Alrighty, room. And then, so they had us over for dinner, my mom and Bob, and uh, it was delicious. He always makes an abundance of food. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're a chef. You know, you can't just cook for two people. Uh, It really is a match made in heaven for me, though, because I love to eat, so I'm totally on board with that. He made a seafood trio. It was absolutely outrageous and delicious, and they made me a delicious cake. And I felt bad because... While I was eating the cake, there was, like, this sugar on top of it. And it tasted kind of salty to me. Like, I was like, is this, like, a salted caramel kind of, like, frosting? Like, Mom, you're getting, like, really interesting with your flavorings of icing. And she's like, no, it's just chocolate and it's just sugar. And I'm like, oh, oops, sorry. And uh, then I went home. Of course, she, I took a slice with me. And uh, I, had a, I had a couple bites later on in the night. And uh, it tasted completely different so I uh, this is how crazy I am I had to call my mom and be like mom I'm really sorry that I said that your icing was salty because like I had it again and it really wasn't that salty like not even at all so I'm like really sorry oh man so uh, I'm sure she is very proud of me Yeah, we had a great time. It was a lovely dinner, lovely way to start the birthday celebration. And I was super excited for our vacation, a little getaway. Uh, And I had originally thought we were going to, like, LBI or one of those beaches, like, way down in South Jersey, you know, that we don't really normally visit. You know, so I packed my—basically my entire wardrobe, you know, basically every single thing I own, I just threw in a bag— and was like, yes, I'm ready to go because I did look at the weather and it seemed that for most of New Jersey, most of this area in general, uh, was looking at some cold, cold days, looking at some um, just kind of not nice weather. So I was like, oh man, I guess I got to bring uh, bathing suits and a wool sweater. I mean, whatever, you never know. Isn't that funny on vacation though? You're just always afraid that you're not going to have what you need. Like I know for me like I there was a couple shirts that I wanted to take and I'm like I don't really need to take this. Why am I taking this? But then I'm like, "You know what? I make up some scenario in my head. Like there's going to be a night where you wish you had this shirt with this V-neck and the black and it fits you just right. You're going to wish that you had it that night." And I'm like, so easily convinced. I'm like, yep, gonna need it. Bring it. But, you know, so we, we pack all my shit in the car. And and my boyfriend took his plastic bag full of underwear and socks and threw it in there too. Eh. <laughs> On the way there, we actually, we tried Shake Shack, which was delicious. Like a little burger joint. I don't know if you tried it. It's a little pricey, but it was really good. And uh, I facetied my cousin uh, for my birthday while we were there, and she was like, You gotta try the cheese sauce. And it was, it was the maize balls, it was delicious. So, thanks for that. And uh, anyone out there that's ever gonna try it, definitely get the cheese sauce because that shit was banging. So, you know, we get on the road, the ROAD. And, you know, I knew it'd be about like two hours or so or like two and a half hours. I'm not really sure. I'm really horrible with time framing. And uh, I'm also like really horrible with directions. Like you should really know about this about me. Like I could get lost in a paper bag. I mean, I'm not just using that expression because I've actually gotten lost in a paper bag. Actually, I think someone told me to wear a paper bag. I'm getting that mixed up. Well, anyway, I have absolutely no sense of direction. I used to, like, use that find my location app thing to have people find me when, like, I needed rides and stuff because, like, I would have no idea to describe where I was. You know, don't know street names, don't know areas. You know, of course, I was blacked out drunk for that, but that's, like, besides the point, you know? (laughs) No, I mean, seriously, sober stone sober I need the GPS to go to the hair salon I've been going there for almost three years (laughs) so now that you know this it might not come as a surprise to you that I didn't realize that we were on like 295 and 95 and not on the parkway you know because I'm a lot like Jon Snow I know nothing you know nothing john snare game of thrones reference check it out but yeah so we're driving along and i i do start noticing though that i do start seeing signs for d e d e you know and i'm like what the fuck is d e designated exit you know i thought that's what an asshole was you know unless you know you're not afraid to get into some shit <sighs> Ah, uh, that's a silly one, right? Well, finally, you know, though, close to about three hours, you know, I'm kind of realizing that we're, we're not headed in the way kind of where, I, I mean, I kind of have some inclash, inclination, inclination, is that the right word? I'm going with it. That that something is like, you know, he's, he's been very vague about the trip. You know, I couldn't really look anything up. He was kind of just like, oh, let's go down there and see how it is and have a good time and, you know, not really giving me too much info. And, you know, he packed a blanket and a shovel for the, quote, beach, you know, taking me to an undisclosed place. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. He's going to murder me. I'm going to be on one of those shows I watch from my couch. Only this time, I'm going to be watching from six feet under some big-ass tree, wrapped up in the blanket, I motherfucking bought. Yeah, I would be petty like that. I'm still giving him shit. Be like, hmm, you can murder me, but you can't even buy a new blanket for it. Pfft. Cheap-ass killer. Finally, like all of these thoughts just were penetrating my brain and then it all just kind of vomited out of my mouth and I couldn't take it anymore. I just shouted out like, I don't want to be on the first 48. And it was really silent for a second because I was like, oh my God, I really did say that out loud. And he laughed because he obviously knows I'm a crazy person. And he was like, if I was going to kill you, I wouldn't be taking you all the way to Virginia Beach. It would have been three p stops ago. And I was like, touche. But yay! We're going to Virginia Beach. I was like, wow. Men can be romantic and spontaneous. You know? So what a road ahead, you know? And we get there, and oh my God. Oh my goodness, it's fucking windy, so windy. I mean, I opened the car door, and it almost swung off. I mean, it flung me out. You know, I was out there, my legs, little midget legs, blowing in the wind like a fucking Irene flag, holding onto the door for the dear life. I'm like, holy shit, I saw a fucking cow flying by. Then the Wicked Witch of the West. And I was like, that's when I was like, man, we ain't in New Jersey anymore. We might be in Kansas. I was like, finally get myself back in and close the door. And he's like, all right, I'll go check in, you know, try not to blow away. And I was like, damn, he's really leaving me out here to be swallowed up by this tornado, whatever the hell this is. But there he comes back down. He didn't let me, uh, he didn't let me die out there. He got one of those bellhop, like, cart luggage carrier thingies. Because, like I told you, I had a lot of shit. You know, mind you, we were only there for, like, four days. But I got had all my stuff. We fill it all the way to, it was, like, all the way to the top. Just filled with stuff. And we get our key, and I look at the key number. And we're on floor 13, And I was like, um, I thought they didn't make this a level. I thought 13 was not a level in uh, hotels or in buildings or something like that. But it's actually not something that's like a standard thing across the board. It actually has to do with whether or not uh, the builder or owner has extreme... Trischaidicophobia. Okay, one more time. Triskaidekaphobia. That's the extreme superstition regarding the number 13, you know. And it's funny because I've always liked the number 13, but I don't like the number 6 or 12, which would make me a hexaphobia or a hexaphobia times 2. So, tomato tomato. But just not like naming the level that level number. I mean, it's still technically that level, right? It's just not accepting, like, superstition and everything on it. It's kind of, like, avoiding that. So I guess I kind of can relate to that, and I don't want to judge too hard, because honestly, I don't know if I'd have a 6th or a 12th floor if I ever was, like, an owner in, in my wildest, wildest dreams of a hotel or something like that. So I uh, I was happy that I was able to be on, like, the cool taboo floor. Level 13, man. Level 13. You know, it's got such a ring to it, I think. I think the the, the worst thing... Stuttering. Stuttering Sam returns. Uh, I do hate the elevators, though. I really do. Because especially... Not, not so much going up, but going down from 13 to go back down to 1... You'd always have to stop because there'd be other people on the levels below you trying to go back to level one. And like, I get that, you know, we're not the only people in the hotel and all that, but it'd be like, oh, because there was most of the time the elevators were maxed out because it's like social distancing, even though they were saying six people could fit in there social distance wise, which, I mean, I guess it did worked, but that was kind of like a cool thing about the elevators right now is the doors could open at a level and there would be somebody there with like a lot of luggage and you already have like three or four people in there with their own luggage and there's just no room and you're just like yes sorry gotta take the next one you know and it's like totally totally not uh rude or inappropriate to like wish them away be like no you cannot ride with us. We are already maximized. Because before this would happen, if I was in a crowded elevator, I used to try to calculate how much people weighed and then add them up. But, like, I'm really actually bad with math so instead, I would just, like, sit there and or stand there. Technically, I wasn't sitting in the corner like a fucking weirdo. But I would just stand there and pray that whoever designed this elevator designed it so that, like, all of our fat asses will make it to the ground safely. You know, because I guess that's where the fear stems from. I'm, like, afraid that that cable will snap and we will go, like, plummeting down and just, like, oh, I hate roller coasters. And like, I hate that feeling that in your tummy, you know. So anytime I get in the elevator... I look up and I'm like, there is no spoon. And if you're a Matrix fan, you know. You know. Because I convince myself that I'm in an alternate reality and I can't be hurt because the elevator, this hotel, like the whole world just doesn't exist until that last little bing and those doors open and everybody goes pushing out of it and I'm finally just like hey let's go eat (laughs) and just like that I'm pulled from one reality to the next you know one extreme thought to the next that's all I have just a linked chain of extreme thoughts but yeah we get up to the room and it's awesome but I'm like don't touch anything I have to disinfect everything so I was glad that I pulled out my uh I was glad that I pulled out I was glad that I pulled out too. No, I was glad that I had brought my Clorox. The dif- Clorox. I can't even talk today. I can't. I'm like tongue twi tongue twied today. I might as well just end it here. Jeez, your ears are probably bleeding. I uh, I I was very happy. I brought my Clorox disinfecting wipes. Because I wiped everything down in there. I mean, everything in the bathroom. I wiped down the remote. I mean, even those rods that control the curtains. I mean, because come on. You know they aren't wiping that shit down. You know? Maids are pissed that they got that job as it is. You think they're going to worry about the dang curtains? Hell nah. You know, I've seen Maid in Manhattan, okay? They try your clothes on and shit. I see you, J-Lo. I mean, uh, actually, if J Lo tried my shit on and she actually like wanted to keep my clothes, I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> but I'm a psycho when I go to a stay in a hotel. I mean, even before COVID and all this stuff and the pandemic and and uh, having to sanitize everything, you know, I was always kind of one to bring my own sheets and towels. You know, make sure that I'm sleeping comfortably and shower comfortably. You know, gotta have snacks and waters. You know, gotta be prepared. Gotta have an Alexa, gotta have an Apple TV, you know, all the things you would want or need for a relaxing beach vacation. No, we did bring our paddle boards and our beach stuff and intended to use them, you know, but... If we did, we would probably be across the Atlantic by now, stuck in the Bermuda Triangle, all the while still filming on our GoPro, which we also brought. And then, as we're viciously attacked by a shiver of sharks. Yes, that is a true, true fact. That is what they called, it is actually one of the names for a group of sharks. There's other ones there, but isn't that cool? A shiver of sharks. And and so all the while, this will all be videotaped on our GoPro and, you know, then we go down there and someone will eventually find the camera footage at the bottom of the ocean and they'll make a movie out of it and we'll never see a dime from it because we'll be dead. Oh, geez. (laughs) No, honestly, we had a beautiful room with a balcony that looked over the ocean and oh my goodness, it was just so angry. I mean, really? The ocean was just like working on its shit. You know, it's going through its motions right now. It was like nonstop crashing waves. You know, the ocean would take like deep breaths and then small little breaths. And just like, if you really look at the ocean, it does breathe. It just, the waves just like were out of control. It was really crazy. And the wind was out of control. We, we, we did. We tried to have a, um, a beach day. And uh, you would have to build a shelter out there in order to enjoy it. I mean, seriously. It was like a sandstorm. The wind kicks the sand all all up in your face. All up in your grill. You know, it's whipping us on our legs, our faces, our butts. You know? Which was kind of weird, but I was like, I like this, you know, kind of nothing new for me. But I could tell my boyfriend wasn't enjoying it. (laughs) No, but it was torture to be so close to the beautiful beach and ocean and not really be able to enjoy it fully. But, you know, it's okay. We respected the weather and uh, we just went out to eat and took naps and snuck in a game of 18 holes, you know. And no, that's not a sex thing. It's mini golf, all right? Get your mind out of the gutter, man. <laughs> he used his putter and won. And the wager was that the loser had to buy dinner. So I was like, damn, I lost. I think I lost by five. But I was like, I'm capping the dinner at $140. You know? No sneaky dude trying to come up here, trying to order a $90 lobster or some shit to be a funny guy. Screw that. Capped it off at 140 no, but we had some we had some great meals while we were there, honestly. And uh, the first night, it was so windy that we literally just picked a place right across the street from the hotel because the wind was that bad. We didn't want to go that far. And uh, it actually happened to be an Italiano, Trattoria, Ristorante. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I had a delicious stuffed chicken with spinach and prosciutto and mozzarella and a nice, a fresh Marcello wine sauce. You know? Sorry, the Italian it come out of me every now and then. Especially if I watch a movie like my cousin Vinny, you know? My money, my Mona Lisa Vito starts showing. Excuse me. Your Mona Lisa Vito is showing. Oh, sorry. I do feel like people know that I'm like... Not from around their area when they look at me and when they see me and they, I don't know. I just feel like something about me screams, just screams loud, New Jersey, Italian girl. I don't know whatever could give them that impression. Oh, man. But no, it was, it was delicious. And we ended I had a wonderful birthday meal. The food was fresh and so hot and steaming. I mean, it comes out just absolutely steaming. So uh, I got a facial twice that night. And uh, it ended up being a great night and a great vacation. Uh, I mean, how can it not be too with uh, some fresh Ben and Jerry's? I mean, really, they give you a free hemp necklace anytime you walk in there, so that's awesome. But really, I mean, it, even though we endured sandstorms, a full sized bed, and the overwhelming fear that a tsunami was possible at any moment. I mean, seriously, we were giving some paperwork when we were checked in, and it, it was instructions on what to do if there's an earthquake and or tsunami. Okay? And there was also another piece of paper that said that this was go- there was going to be an unannounced demonstration outside the hotel. And we're like, all right, we're off to a great start. And despite all that stuff that we were prepared for, but never even happened, it was a great time, a great vacation, and we had a lot of fun. And it really, it just got me. It got me thinking about how life is unpredictable, and uh, the more you're able to just go with it instead of against it, um, life shows a kindness and a tenderness back. I think to that. You know, and, and coming home and, and looking back on the vacation, yeah, we didn't get the beach time we wanted, and maybe it wasn't the ultimate beach vacation. Uh, but we uh, had some laughs and enjoyed some time just away in a new place and got to eat some really good food. So, uh, you know, I think that it's important to always remember that just because something isn't what you wanted it to be, uh, sometimes it can take you to a place that uh, you end up really liking to be anyway. So and it, it's, a, it's, it's a cool thing uh, to be able to just be okay in, in different situations and just go with the flow and just kind of take it for what it is. And um, I think that it's all about perception. It's all about perception. It's all about how we're looking at things. What kind of mindset are we having? How are we looking at things? Are we getting into... Our, are we getting in our own way because we're only thinking about the bad and the negative and, and what we don't have? Because um, if we start turning around and thinking about what we do have and what we do have within our reach to maybe find our goals, you know, those are the things that we should be paying attention to, and um, like that Outcast song, you know, you can plan a picnic, but you can't predict the weather. You know, I think Gab said that in in one of our episodes of Gabbing with Irene. Actually, she said that was one of her favorite quotes, and that's true. You can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather, Miss Jackson. Oh, it's Miss Jackson, right? Yes, it's, it's true. You know, you can't, you can't always plan things and you can't always not plan things. You know, again, that balance, that's where that balance comes into play of having a sort of plan, but also being able to go with the ebb and flow of it, you know, and, um, I know for me, my goal and my plan is, uh, is, is to make this podcast, it's absolute best And make myself the absolute best version of me I can be. And you know, something that always helps me is um, uh, looking for quotes. I love, you know, reading a great, inspiring quote or a funny quote. So I'm constantly looking that kind of stuff up. And I came across something, uh, a quote that was uh, very interesting and kind of along the lines of everything I was talking about today. And it's actually uh, from a writer. He was an art critic and uh, a social thinker, which is something I want to be known as from now on, you know. Irene Pappas, humorist and social thinker. No, but this guy, John Ruskin, he, uh, he was a writer and an art critic, and he lived during the Romantic era, which I think was the 1800s to about 1890 or something like that. My dates might be off. I'm trying to trying to absorb the knowledge. But sometimes it only absorbs like halfway. So definitely don't like quote me on facts. All right. This is purely conversational purposes. <laughs> uh, but no, the Romantic Era was actually a pretty important time, I would say. Especially for uh, those that were looking to expand their mind on a on a level of looking within and and being able to turn your sights on the inside and see what you can do to be a better person you know what can you do to contribute to society and focus on your passions you know the i think that the view of the artist changed you know it became uh it became a more cultural thing um, for, you know, the mysterious, the weird, you know, kind of the outcast to shine and kind of have a little bit more of a place to to experience themselves and, and share their creativities, which seems pretty cool. It's like a, a very... A very deepened appreciation for nature happened during that time. And I can kind of, you know, relate to a lot of that era because I think I'm going through that right now. I definitely think I lived during that time in another life. But in this life, I'll just enjoy a nice quote from John Ruskin. Sunshine is delicious. Rain is refreshing, wind braces us up, snow is exhilarating, there really is no such thing as bad weather, only different kinds of good weather. (laughs) We owe it to them, to John Ruskin, to those of the past, the other great minds and intellectuals that have Figured out a lot of stuff that we're figuring out on our way. I mean, perception is so key. You know, we, we owe it to ourselves to keep looking within ourselves for answers, to keep bettering ourselves, and, and, and to be grateful and honor the beauty and nature that we live around ourselves. I mean, I, um, I feel very fortunate in my life. And any time that I get wrapped up and I feel upset about something and I feel that maybe something didn't go my way or something a piece of technology isn't working, you know, I try to kinda like give myself a little pushback and be like, Hey, you know, is it really that big of a deal? Is it really worth really worth it? Is it worth your time? Is it worth your energy? And most of the time, the answer is, no, it's not. You know, it's like that saying, like, but did you die? I mean, really, though. And I'm not trying to be morbid about it. It's all about seeing perception that, you know, sunshine, the, the, he's right, the sunshine, it's delicious. You could eat it up. It feels amazing to be in the sunshine rain is refreshing that's very true you know it's not good for your hair if you like want to have your hair a certain beautiful way and it could like ruin that but like other than that it is refreshing you know we need it and the wind it braces us up I mean that's an understatement and we don't make you stay in a hotel room all damn weekend Snow is exhilarating. It is. It is. It's a pain in the ass to have to shovel and deal with it and drive in it and watch other people driving it. But it is exhilarating. And, and it's true statement to say that there's no bad weather, different kinds of good weather. I mean, I wonder if they had hurricanes and tornadoes and all that then. I mean, what would he say about those? Hurricanes are horrific. And tornadoes are twisty. Listen, I'm not a poet, all right? But I think we should constantly try to remind ourselves that it's a miracle to be here. And no matter what life throws at you or takes away from you, and even if it is windy as hell on your vacation, there's still beauty in every aspect of it sometimes more, the, the the rising from the ashes, the triumphs over failures, they really are inspiring moments and they just make you feel undoubtedly alive, I would have to say. You know, anytime I trip and fall, which is a lot, I fall a lot, you know, I get back up and I'm like, hey, I'm here and now I know not to walk, like that even though I'm gonna fall again in two seconds because I'm just a klutz but seriously never stop seeing the beauty in life and whenever it gets too much or you feel like life isn't going your way or you just having a moment you know just stop and say to yourself damn life is all right you know like Leo said in Titanic, you know, he's got air in his lungs. He's got a pen and a paper. He's got ten bucks in his wallet. And he, he won his ticket on a on a game of a uh, card game. And he's dining with nice folks in first class, you know? Talk about uh, a man just being in the moment and making the best of his luck. I mean it also brought him to his demise in the end and let rose have the door but like what the fuck they totally could have fit on the door together right they totally could have i remember that was an episode of miss Myth- mythbusters remember that show i'm pretty sure that they proved that they could be on the they could be on there together it did look big enough but yeah I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. Oh well, I I really hope that um, by anyone listening to this, if you identify in any way possible, uh, I hope in some way by sharing this to, with me, uh, we can help each other and and, and just enjoy some, or just enjoy some time together, you know. And like I say, even though it's not, um, a physical interaction, uh, I want you to know that it's always like I'm having an audience right now. It's like you're with me. I'm staring into your eyes, telling you every little thing is gonna be all right. Every little thing. It's gonna be alright. I woke up this morning, smile with the rising sun. Three little birds up by my doorstep, singing sweet song. And when I'm waiting, waiting. This is my message to you. Yeah, I slaughter some songs. I forget a lot of the words. I remember a lot of them, and then I forget some of them. It's just because I'm lazy. I probably remember them, but just didn't feel like going into my Rolodex. I was like, nah, run on fumes, man. <laughs> the, my brain That was my brain coordinator. My brain coordinator was like, nah, just go off of memory. And I'm not really going to go back to that file. It's just too far. Well, let's just keep it moving, man. Ay, ay, ay. Well, I am happy to be home. It is always wonderful to get home from vacation. I always say, you know, I love going away, but there is nothing like coming home. And uh, this is now a part of being home for me. So it feels great to be back. We're definitely going to be up and running on YouTube very, very soon. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, If you want your weekly dose of me, myself, and Irene, please subscribe, like, share. Uh, The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Breaker of Chains. (laughs) All right, my friends. It has been lovely, as always. Uh, you know, listen. Never just let's let's never forget, and never, never forget the beauty that surrounds us. And let's constantly be in a, in a grateful state for that. Uh, you know, the bright side has its name for a reason. You know, let's try to keep a positive perception. It can really, really help change your world and uh, make you really feel true happiness. Seriously. So, my friends, keep it balanced, keep it real, keep it you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. The divine light in me sees the divine light in you. Namaste, bitches. Thank you for listening to another Pappy Productions.